Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Entrepreneur Podcast. We are back for another week of some super awesome business strategy for you as a wellness practitioner and a clinician or a health coach or nutritionist or an osteopath, whatever your flavor is, whatever you do that you love, and you are serving people with the intention of giving them options from a holistic perspective to help improve their health and live better life. You're in the right place, my friend. That's where we want to be. So today I want to talk about email. And when I say email, like I'm talking to a group of people and I say, how many of you send regular emails to your patients that like out of a hundred people, maybe only two or three raise their hand, not very many people, but it is the most underused and most effective way that you can market to your patients and stay in front of them. In other words, stay top of mind. So let's just think about this for a minute. You have a patient that came in, they saw you, they got better, you know, they feel better. So they kind of just quit coming in, which is okay, I guess. And they still live in the same town and you might run into them once in a while, or, you know, one of your kids is friends with one of their, you know, somebody in their family, or you might casually know the, their, their children from another event or organization that you're part of. And, but you're not really there. You're kind of like you as the practitioner, you're sort of on the back burner. You just kind of in the background somewhere, like, uh, just in case I need them, I'll try and go find them. But what if that patient gets sick? What if they get, it's been maybe two, three, four years and they've quit running into you because your kids are growing and things, life moves on and things change and they can't for the life of you, them remember your name. I know it's sad, but true. Like the world doesn't revolve around you and me. So they forget your name or there's another somebody that's close by and they, or they see a group on, please don't get me started on that. They see a Groupon and they're like, oh, I'll just go find a chiropractor, or acupuncture, massage or nutrition or health coach, whatever on Groupon for Pete's sakes. And they go do that and they just leave you in the weeds. Well, listen, friend, you could have completely averted that disaster by staying in front of them with email. And all this means is that you just send an email once a week. If you're not comfortable with that, do it once every two weeks, but no less than that. What you want to do is just show up in their inbox. Now, whether they read your email or, or not, whether they open it or click doesn't matter. What matters is that you're just showing up. Think about all the money that's spent at uh, sports games where all these companies advertise like soccer or football, they're advertising. They may or may not be even selling anything at the stadium where the event is taking place. But why are they doing that? Because they're trying to stay top of mind. They're trying to get in your brain. They're trying to keep your attention. Hey, wave the flag. Don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. I'm here. I can help you. And that's how I want you to be. Just don't be obnoxious about it. But what I want to talk to you today about is the five common email mistakes that I see practitioners make all the time when they start sending emails. So let's dive into these five very common mistakes. Number one, when you have a new patient that comes in, never, ever, ever ignore that new lead. 
I recommend that you have some kind of an email, one, two, three emails, whatever you're comfortable with that are automated. I'll talk about that in a minute that are automated that go out to that practitioner. I mean, that new lead, sorry, by you, the practitioner that just say, Hey, welcome. I got your information. I'm really happy to chat with you. Uh, a, one of my staff will be in touch with you before the end of the day, or if it's too late in the day, it'll be first thing in the morning. It could be something so casual and so general that at least they feel like they got seen or heard. They were seen or heard, but there's nothing worse than a patient going to your website and filling out a form or leaving you a voice message and nobody checks a voice message for three days. Like how bad is that? It's awful. So what you want to do is make sure that you've got one, two, maybe three emails at the most that just let them know you hear them, you see them, you got them, you're going to get back to them. And you're so excited that they called. You'll just, if it's by phone, if it's by email, whatever it is, have that process in place, but always, always follow up on new leads. So that's mistake. Number one is letting those new leads that come in via email from your website or from Google, my business, or they've maybe messaged you on a, for a Yelp review or Facebook or Instagram, wherever you are. Don't let those leads go quiet. Always get on top of them. So that's number one. Number two is sending an email from a quote business rather than a personal email, personal uh, email. Let me explain. So when you have um, an email that goes out, when you set that email up in your uh, email service provider, so it could be something like constant contact or MailChimp, constant contacts, a little easier to use than MailChimp. I'll link both of them in the show notes for you. But let's say constant contact. So you have your all your contacts imported into constant contact and you've designed your email. There's a place where you can put the from address, the from email, and then you can say who it's from. You never want to put ABC business, you know, put the name of your business there. Don't do that. It's a spam flag for the email servers. So it always needs to come from you, the person. Now you could say from Dr. Joe at Smith chiropractic, or you could say from, you know, Dr. Joe Smith, that's fine too, but don't just have it. Don't have that from line, say just your business name, because that is a huge splam, splam, a spam trigger. And then you really are sure that your, your patients or your prospective patients are not going to see that email. They're less likely to see that email. So make sure that you send it from that. And on that note, let me just make a little side note here, please. If you are sending business emails from a Gmail account, could you stop just please for me? Just don't just please don't do that. Spend the $5 a month. I'm pretty sure you can do that and get a branded email. If your website is smithchiro.com, and I'm just making that up, but if there is a smithchiro.com, sorry, love you, not meaning to step on your toes. But if you if yours is smithchiro.com, then please don't send smithchiro at gmail.com. Don't do that. Instead, pay the $5, $6, whatever it takes, get a branded email, and that branded email should be, you know, Dr. Joe at smithchiro.com and let that be your from email. You can get uh, info at that gets spammed a lot more fair warning if you have an info at box. So I always try and think of different things like hello at or 
friend at or support at or something like that, consult or patients at something that's a little bit less general than info at. But get those branded emails so that they 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 look professional. I guess that's it at the end of the day. It just makes you look like you know what you're doing. All right. Number three is never send an email to an old or outdated list. So here's a little email insight for you. If you, let's just say you have a list of a thousand people and you've been building that list of a thousand emails for the last five years, all right? So over five years, you have a thousand emails. Guaranteed that there are going to be some emails in that bunch that are no longer working emails, meaning that the person who's either stopped using them, they, you know, switched email providers, they got an Outlook email or an, you know, iCloud email or something else, and they're just not using it anymore. It's a junk or a throwaway email. And sometimes uh, this is the truth. And I, oh, I've done it where I don't want to get all the spam, but I want the freebie or I want the info or I want something I'll sign up, but I'll sign up. I have one Gmail account that I use for all that stuff. And I never check it. I go there to get the resource and then I never go back. And I know these companies are spamming me like crazy, but I am not at all active on that Gmail account. And you will have patients that do that because they don't want to get their emails blown up. So here's what you do. You want to do what's called scrub your list. Okay. You can't do it, but there are companies that will do it. And I will link it in the show notes, but you want to scrub your email list. It's very inexpensive to do. You send them their, your list. They go through and they figure out which emails are junk, they're non-active, and they will let you know which ones. And I recommend you can keep those emails if you want, but just set them aside, give them a tag that says outdated email or scrubbed email, something like that inside constant contact or whatever it is that you're using. And you want to just make sure that you're only sending to emails that have been validated, checked, and you know they're good because here's what happens. If the email service providers like Gmail, like Yahoo, like AOL, et cetera, like whoever's you're sending to, they look at the quality of your list. I know, right? How do they even do that? But they look at the quality of your list. And if your list is made up of a bunch of no good emails that bounce or are not deliverable, then it drops the, their perceived quality of your email and they will then begin to deliver it less than they would have otherwise. So keeping a scrubbed email list is really important. I recommend doing it twice a year. So just set a reminder on your calendar and know that, okay, January and July, that's when we scrub our list every year. And then that's all. Sometimes if you really want, here's a pro tip. For pro tip, if you want, send out an email right before you scrub it and say, Hey, look at the people who have not opened your emails. And you can see all of this information inside your email provider, whoever you're using to send out all of the emails, but you can look in there and you can see for the people who have never opened an email, never read an email, you could send another one, another email that just says, Hey, uh, is this goodbye? That often gets people's attention. Is this goodbye? Or are you saying goodbye? Or are we breaking up? Something like that. And then just say, Hey, I noticed that you haven't been opening any of my content. I don't want to send it if you don't want it, but I'd really love to continue to be part of your world. So if you wouldn't mind, click this link, let me know that you are still active. You still want me to, you still want me to send you valuable information about your health and I'll be sure and keep you on my list. And sometimes that's all you got to do. Just send that email and then they can choose. 
Do they want what you have or do they not want what you have? And it's okay. No problem. It, you'd rather have a clean list than a not clean list. So that's number three. So let's review. Number one, don't ignore your new patients or those new leads that come in. Number two, make sure that you have a name, person's name on the outbound email, not just a business name on the from where it lists from. Uh, number three, don't send emails to an old or outdated list. Make sure you keep it current and you scrub it a couple times a year. Number four, look, I know doctor means teacher, but that doesn't mean you have to write a dang novel in your emails. Don't do that. Don't write that. Patients are busy. They're overwhelmed. They're frustrated. They got life happening all around them. And then you show up in their inbox and try and educate them all about the gut brain axis. That's not the place to do that. That's the place for that is a blog where you want to, what you want to do in an email is just give them a little bit of like, Hey, Hey, how are you? I see you. I hear you. Here's a little tip that might be helpful for you. Did you know blank, blank, blank. And then these five plants will help to detoxify your house air, the air in your house. Here they are. Here's my list of the top five plants and uh, click here for a link. I found that you might find helpful. I liked it. And it shows pictures of all the plants. Do you have any of these? Let me know. Hit reply and let me know. Super simple, super easy, and patients appreciate it because all you're doing is just giving them some value. You're just letting them know, I see you, I hear you, and I really am here to help. That's it. It's so, so simple. So don't write a novel. If here's a caveat pro tip, if you do need to write a longer email, just make sure there's a story. There's something that you're telling. Like when we launch a new uh, product or a membership or launching membership, we do have longer emails that send out. So if you have a new product, a new service, something that you're doing that you want, you, you have a little bit more you want to say, that's okay, but don't send them all the time. Just once in a while is fine. And then number five, and this could be probably the most important, I think of all of them. And that is never leave out the call to action. So a call to action just means what action do you want them to take when they read your email? Do you want them to call you? Do you want them to schedule an appointment? Do you want them to hit reply and let you know which houseplant they already have? Or do you want them to tag you on social media? Or maybe you want them to message you, send you a direct message. Maybe you're asking them a personal question. Those are, that's called a CTA or a call to action. What do you want them to do? And every email should have a call to action because what we want to do, and this is the, this is the psychological strategy is we're training the people on our list to always take an action with us. When they see our emails, we want them to take action, make a call, hit reply, schedule an appointment. Look at this link. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if they're not scheduling an appointment. You don't want to ask for that every time because then they're going to zone you out. About every fourth email, maybe put a little link in there that just says, Hey, I'd love to chat with you. I haven't, I've, if I haven't talked to you in a while, like hit me up here, schedule a quick 15 minute appointment. Maybe set up some one for one email, maybe set up a certain number of 15 minute appointments where you just want to connect with people. You can do that too. There's lots of things you can do in that email, but you want to make sure that there's a call to action. You're getting them to take action with your email. Now, there are so many other email tips. Some of them get in the weeds. They're a little nerdy and a little techie. So I pulled out the ones that I thought were most important for you to have and know about before you start sending an email. So now your next question might be, ah, uh, I do not want to write emails. No problem. 
No problem. All you have to do is you just look for a copywriter. And there are a multitude of places where you can find someone who will write blogs for the health and wellness or blogs, sorry, emails and blogs for the health and wellness space. So you get online, do your research, like just go check it out, see what you think, and then make a decision and ask them to write a sample um, email for you. That's how, you know, you don't have to go in blind. You just ask them and you can pay them. Like they say they charge $50 for an email pay them the $50, give them a topic, have them get it back to you, tell them you want it eh, about 250 words or so, and then have them get it back to you and see what it comes back as. And if you don't like it, eh, cost $50. If you love it, then boom, you got a copywriter. And then you can give that copywriter the topics, pay them $50 and off they go. That my friend is how to leverage and grow your business. It's you not doing the work, but finding people who are really good at the thing to do the work. Does that make sense? So don't underestimate the power of email to market yourself and your practice and a really good way to stay in touch with your patients and stay top of mind. Now, before I go, the last thing is make sure you're watching your open rates. Open rates are since the iOS update, they're quite unreliable. We used to hit about 25%, 20 to 25% open rate. And I know you think that sounds bad, but it's actually really pretty average 20 to 25%. Now your open rates are going to be a little lower. It's not that people aren't seeing your emails. It's that the tracking of them is bad because of the iOS um, update. So there's a little bit of a war about this going on right now. And it's not, you don't need to know about it, but just know that the goal is 20, 25%, but you may see that they're a little bit lower. That doesn't mean that your emails aren't great. Write good subject lines and you'll be fine. Don't say, hi, I'm saying hello in your subject line. No one's going to read that email. Make it fun and perky. Like, is this goodbye? Are we breaking up? You're everybody's like, who, what, what's going on? Who's going where? Who are we breaking up from? So write that good, catchy subject line. But that when you do be sure that you're always keeping an eye on your subject rates. All right. Or your subject or your open rates. Sorry. Based on that subject line. So, okay. I'm done for this week. Thanks for joining in. And listen, do you have, if you have 15 minutes to spare, I would love to get on a quick call with you and chat about your marketing. I'd love to talk with you. If you're not sure where to start, you don't know what to do. You don't know if email is the right thing or blogs are the right thing or social media is the right thing. I got you. So all you got to do is go to rondanelson.com forward slash strategy and find a time that we can chat. And I would be more than happy to help you kind of prioritize what's important for you. I do this all the time and I love love connecting with practitioners. So all you have to do is go to rondanelson.com forward slash strategy and find a time to chat with me. I would love to help you kind of prioritize your marking, help you make some, give you some steps and build a plan that will allow you to take action. All right, friend, that's it for this week. Take care. I'll see you next week back on the clinical entrepreneur podcast.